Welcome to Fintech Insider Interviews. I'm Simon Taylor. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Ross Dalzell, the head of business banking product and propositions at Barclays. Welcome to Fintech Insider. How are you, sir? I'm, I'm very happy today. Always glad to be around a, a former Barclays colleague. Could you tell us a little bit about your work at Barclays and you know, what is a head of business banking products and propositions? That's a lot, of, a lot of words. It is. It's certainly something that if you're ever at a dinner party, it's pretty hard to explain to someone what the hell you do. Um, uh, so, yeah, so I look after... Uh, building all the products and new digital services that are sold to small businesses in the UK. So that can be the traditional stuff like uh, current accounts and loans and savings accounts, how they're priced, what they do, what features come with them, how you access them, how you use them. So I look after all that. But also some of the new things, which is perhaps what we'll talk about today, the new kind of services about how do we uh, create value for small businesses? How do we make them more successful? How do we get them to take advantage of all these amazing new tools that are becoming available for them? We did an episode a number, I think a couple of months ago, one of our news shows called SME is so hot right now. Um, small, medium enterprises uh, have been traditionally very underserved. What would you say the challenges are if you are a small business right now? There's a really funny story about this. So the Open University uh, ran a survey every six months for about 30 years with small businesses. And they asked 20,000 small businesses in the UK, what are the biggest problems that you face? Um, and they stopped running the survey in the end because they got the same answer for sort of 30 years and twice a year and the answers were the same things they were cash flow every small business has a challenge with cash flow pretty much every small business you will meet we'll we'll talk about that finding customers and finding new customers is almost always a challenge finding good people like hiring is a consistent challenge almost whatever industry you're in um, and time my wife runs her own business all of those things would be true of her business I've never met a small business owner who wouldn't die for some more time so they're the, they're the big challenges and I think anyone who plays in in the small business market and who wants to help small businesses be more successful that's what they need to do you've got you to be a time saver you've got to help me things. manage my cash you've got to really get that sort of stuff I, I was speaking to um, an executive from another financial institution some months ago and one of the things he said uh, that was really interesting to me was that the gap between the bank and the customer seems to have been growing over the last few years but actually maybe we're starting to see that close a little bit in the, the last couple we've seen a lot of fintechs come into the space and um, we're seeing open banking now uh, how do you think open banking's really and do you think open banking is really going to change how fintechs or, or not just fintechs but how small businesses can uh, really live day to day managing their business the big challenge with open banking is it's it's a fabulous piece of technology which is great and cool but how does it really make a difference in the real world? And it probably goes back to your previous question. So it has to save time or make cash flow management easier or help you find new customers or or help you find great people. If it solves some of those problems, then you're going to see open banking have a real transformative effect and really take off. And really, that's what we've been working on. So uh, we, about two years ago, uh, started thinking about we knew this was coming. We weren't quite sure what the product was going to be that was going to make this come to life. And we found a, a fintech, a partner we could work with called Ninespokes. They're actually a, a Kiwi-based uh, startup. And that we worked together with them to say, okay, how do we bring together all of those fabulous cloud applications that are starting to appear? We know small businesses that adopt those grow faster and are more successful. So these cloud-based businesses being your slacks, your the, the, that sort of... Exactly. I mean, there's pretty much a tool for every major need. So Zenefits if you want it, yeah, zero for your bookkeeping, Unleashed for your stock management, Shopify for your e-commerce website, right through to the big boys like Google Analytics to manage your website or uh, the big social media platforms or MailChimp to manage your social media advertising. There's a whole gamut of fabulous tools out there. Um, a number of problems, though, there. So one, 
how do you know which one to use for your particular small business? What's the particular suite of tools that are most useful? So which ones do you trust? What's been built by a great business in a secure way where the business that's providing it secure and is going to be around for the long term? So that's the first problem we thought we could maybe help solve is bring together a store with some of the, um, the very best tools that are out there to help small businesses run more efficiently. The second problem, which is the time point, is what we've seen start to happen is, okay, I've got I don't know, five or 10 different bits of toolkit that I use to run my business. Now I've got to spend 20 minutes every morning logging into them all and working out what the hell's going on and then working out what I need to do next. Uh, So we thought, how do we bring all that together? How do we use this open data um, architecture, which is the same thing that underpins open banking, so that we can really stitch together in one place all that data that says, okay, I can see how my big web campaign's gone. I can see from my bookkeeping packages who I've got, who owes me some money. I can see my bank account, how much cash I've got. Um, I can uh, see on my Google Analytics what my website traffic's like, and then I can take action off the back of those things. And that's what we call smart business. It's a combination of those two things. A store. And smart business is a, is a web-based tool that I log into. Is that alongside my bank account, or is it? It's part of online banking. So we see it as an enhancement to online banking. It's literally you click into online banking, click the smart business business tab at the top and it takes you straight into your dashboard for free it shows you all of those those pieces of kit sort of stitched together we were really conscious that we didn't want to let's use some like bookkeeping as an example there's some fabulous bookkeeping tools out there whether you talk about zero or sage or intuit or free agent there's some great services available to small businesses and they all provide a great service and in the past how banks have tended to operate is we would do a partnership with one of those and then kind of work together to go to the customers and there's nothing wrong with that necessarily but i think the bookkeeping package of small business chooses should be down to the small business probably with advice from their accountant it's probably going to be those two people having a conversation my job is to get out of the way my job is to make sure whichever one you choose it's easy for you to integrate it with barclays and easy for you to use your bookkeeping your banking side by side um which is what we've done so so in smart business you've got all four of those packages uh, you can choose with your accountant which one you like i genuinely don't mind and if you've already registered for it you just register your tool your tool onto my platform and then you can bring the two platforms together and, and see make choices and work together and so what does that experience look like because one of the things i've experienced um running and been involved in running this 11fs but also my own small businesses in the past is generally pre-smart business that you would uh, have a feed from your bookkeeping to try and and then you would try and reconcile with your bank and the thing always seemed to break and the two never fit together is it really about fixing just that or is there value add over the top of that so i think the feeding data from bank to bookkeeping package is still really important you need that two-way flow of information and open banking is one way we can create that pipe work to move data back and forth so we're definitely doing that but actually the important bit and the bit that really adds value whether it's bookkeeping or anything else is you want to piece data together and make a decision so for example if you can see in your bank account that you've got three big direct debits going out tonight and they're going to take you beyond your overdraft limit and you can see right next to it in a little widget in your bookkeeping package here are the three big invoices you've got outstanding here's who owes you some money well you can go ah well i'll double click on that widget it'll take me straight into my bookkeeping package with single sign-on and I can now send the chaser email to chase the invoice down to get paid and save me money. And it's that sort of ability to join up the different services so you can see the whole picture 
and then take whatever action it might be. I think that's where the value is, and that's what saves customers time. Do you think, though, that I mean, some of the things I've seen when I've looked at some of the open banking things, your True Layers, your Buds, your Rails Banks, your um, and some of the the aggregators out there, and when they're looking at the small business section, really, then they're abstracting that further into the cash flow forecasting. And I know there are a number yeah. of tools out there in, in the fintech space. Is that something that's in there? Is that something you can do? It is. Yeah. So, so we we've definitely put kind of a cash flow forecast at the heart of it. I said at the start, cash flow is probably the the single most important point. But again, let's say I've got a wonderful cash flow forecast, and that's great. I'm going to say we, we provide that service, but. The important bit is what you're going to do next. So if you can see a cash flow issue coming, you need to either apply for some funding with us and I can present you a pre-assessed lending limit in the tool and let you take an overdraft instantly or a loan instantly. Or you might go, I'm going to chase down my invoices and reduce my debtor days. Or I'm going to manage my stock harder. Or I'm going to run a campaign to get more sales in the door. But actually, even that I don't think is extracted far enough. The trick for me is when you can go from insight to action seamlessly and that's really what we've been trying to create with smart business is an opportunity for the customer to work out what's going on in their business really quickly not waste time figuring out where they currently stand and then without having to remember passwords and what have you get straight in and do you can actually the take the action because the 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 tools right there click it and, and off i go so you've partnered with a company here as you mentioned what have you learned about partnering with small companies during that process because i imagine um you know there's there's a lot of value fintech companies can add and now with open banking a lot of fintech companies and companies broadly will be looking to add value and partner so you know what have you learned and what advice would you give out to the fintech community yeah i mean so first of all fintechs can be hugely valuable partners to banks um, and those relationships can be fabulous the one we have with with nine spokes say was our, our partner in smart business has been really transformative which really helped us move the game on at a speed i don't think we could have done internally but to your question of kind of how so i'm the guy who will often be sat across the desk from a fintech who approaches barclays particularly if they're in the sme sector and wants to do business with us so i'll have i don't know 10 or 20 of those meetings a month sometimes where i'm talking to those customers the things that i've learned so the first conversation we have i'm probably looking for three things there's probably three main questions in my head the first question I'm thinking about is um, strategic fit. So ha- is there a proposition that's really coming to life for me that's really going to make small businesses more successful and that a bank could credibly offer? So I've, you've got to get me excited. You've got to get me at the gut with something that's kind of really going to, I can see how it could add value and I can see that Barclays could credibly be involved. Actually, a lot of fintechs are pretty good at that. They, they, kind of, usually they wouldn't have got that far if, if that wasn't the case. The second hurdle, and I'll move there pretty quick once I've, once I've kind of realized the first one, is doability. Mm-hmm. So I really want to know that the technology stack is credible. I need to know it's going to be really secure. It's built in an industrial strength way. The person can talk to me in a way that sh- demonstrates to me they understand that and understand how a bank thinks. Yes. And probably that they've maybe, I use Salesforce for a lot of my infrastructure. So have they worked with Salesforce before? Have they worked with MuleSoft before? Of course, coming together now. What kind of technologies have they worked with? with so that i'm not a tech guy but i'm going to know enough to test the metal a bit to get you the opportunity to speak to my tech team because i'm usually partnering with a fintech in the name of speed and innovation if i go oh this is vaporware isn't it and there's nothing really under the bonnet or it's not really industrial strength that's gonna i'll check out pretty quick and i tend to find that part of the conversation is usually weaker than the propositional pitch Um, so i think that's that's important and the final piece would be um I need to be sure the business model is aligned. 
So I need to be really confident that if I win, the fintech wins, and if the fintech wins, I win. Because if that's not the case on day one, some point in the future, you'll start to have a problem. And probably within that, I really appreciate uh, companies I talk to or work with who will come in and give me a model that we think they think is aligned and they've clearly thought about that. But there's also a bit of flexibility where they kind of want to have a conversation that says, but if you've got a different idea or you've got a different set of pressures, we can find we might be a different way for us to tweak this a bit. That helps. So it's, it's a thoughtful approach. It's kind of a, hey, here's what we think. What do you think? Exactly right. If we can co-create together, I think that's kind of just like any to fintechs coming together or a customer and, and us or a customer and a fintech it's that ability to 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 build together that i think is um when you kind of get off to a a good partnership really we wanted to let you know that if you love this show how about seeing it live we're going to be at money 2020 europe in amsterdam this june and we're bringing fintech insider live with us We'll be bringing the podcast to the main stage right before the drinks reception, and you can be there. Sign up for tickets now. Go to europe.money2020.com forward slash register and use discount code 1811FS. That's 1811FS to get 200 euros off the ticket price. And what do you think drives value for end customers? I mean, you mentioned the four things that the SME sector looks for. But with that fintech, is it really about the time save? And if, if I'm a fintech coming to you on the proposition side, what should I be saying to get your attention? So um, it's tough to say because clearly it's a, there's lots of different er- territories one can play in. But certainly something we're very thoughtful about at the moment is particularly if you're going to play in the insights and the data space, something like our smart business product, then what we've learned is if you go and research that with customers, they'll always tell you they love it. I'd love more information. I'd love more insight. Yes, sounds lovely. And we all think that, but they won't actually use it necessarily because it's a vitamin it's something that sort of it's one of those things you know you should do doesn't mean you will so where we are kind of focused is to go how do you get into the workflow of the small business customer what's the thing he or she has to do every day that you can make easier and if, if you've got a technology or a piece of capital that lets you do that, in my description was if you need to reconcile the bookkeeping package and the bank accounts, that gives you a reason to go there. And now once you're there, I can give you all these other really powerful insights to make your business more successful. But if you aren't, haven't got a product or a capability that really gets you into a workflow of a small business that helps them run their day better, do something they have to do more efficiently adoptions hard yards in my experience Uh, and so we tend to look for that we tend to look for a partner who can work with who gives us that option absolutely so as you look into the next two three years um obviously barclays has done a lot with the rise program and now eagle labs and uh, there's there's more to come what's exciting you in the small business sector what do you think the opportunities are um obviously there was a lending gap um and that's starting to close um we've seen oak north just became profitable i think there were a few things starting to, to happen do you think we'll see more of this and do you think there's uh, there's more things to come from yourselves yeah, I think so. So certainly we've got lots of exciting ideas and lots of ways we can take our products forward. The bit I'm both excited and scared about, actually, I'll probably answer with a bit of both. So I think there is some really transformative change coming to all industries. Banking is one through open banking, but to all industries. Um, I'll give an example. I saw a company the other day called Tesla Loop. They're basically a taxi company that run between San Francisco and San Diego. It's about a 200 mile round trip. And they've been running a Tesla S night and day um, for two years. 
And this car's done 480,000 miles in two years, and all they've changed is the tyres. It's not driverless or anything like that. It's a driven car, but it's barely breaking down. Now, that's coming, right? You, you, whether driverless cars are going to happen or when is a different conversation. I'm not qualified to say, but the electrification of the car fleet is probably going to happen. What does that mean for the small businesses I bank? And what's my responsibility to really help them be successful? If you run an MOT centre, what job have I got to do to help your business be the one that wins in that environment and to help you um, be really successful? And I think that wave of change in different ways and at different times is pretty much going to hit every small business in the UK. And a big opportunity, I think, for someone like Barclays is to be the enabler and the support of that providing funding providing advice connecting you up providing you the tools so that excites me and scares me i think some small businesses will have a tough time the change is difficult the other big opportunity but bigger threat is cyber fraud particularly small business owners i work for a guy called ian rand who's ceo of um, business banking in barclays and he has a really nice analogy on this where he talks about fraudsters used to target the vulnerable that was the target market they went after. You know, it's an awful thing, and we, I see those cases every day, and, and, and they're not nice to see. They've got a new target market now. It's the busy. Because busy people are vulnerable too. If you're flat out and you've got 100 choices to make in the day, you can do a silly thing, and you can share data or click on a link that you shouldn't click on. And small businesses are the target of that because there's no one busier than a small business owner. So I'm very thoughtful about how do we keep small businesses safe let them use these amazing new technologies that are coming online open banking and all it enables open data more generally and what that brings but keep them safe in an environment where they are under threat and that's got to be banks with regulators and with the customer themselves actually kind of educating each other and working together but i think they're both frightening but also kind of opportunities in their way and i think it's an interesting mix of ideas you've given me there um before we um before we finish the interview um which i can't believe how quickly it's gone um a couple of questions we uh asked you know really to help people entering the sector and and, and kind of uh, uh and kind of like looking to get into fintech looking to get into banking first and foremost like what's the best career advice you've been given or would give best career advice i've been given or give um so I was thinking about this the other day, actually, why do I do the job I do? And um, I came to the conclusion, whenever I'm at my best at work, two things happen. One is it has to pull up my heartstrings. So I mentioned earlier, my, my wife runs her own business. My dad runs his own business. My mum runs her own business. I literally grew up in a small business. So I do the job I do at Barclays because I think we can help small businesses be more successful. And I there's no people I respect more in this world than people who've set up their own business. I think it's the most incredible thing you can do. So it has to, any job I do that I'm going to be good at usually has to have something like that to it. It has to have a real emotional pull. And then secondly, it really matters who I work with. Um, I need to really respect my peer group, the people who were in my team, who my, who my boss is. The people are what you know, I spend more time in the office than I do with my wife and two young children. So it matters to me that uh, that, 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 that kind of really works. So my career advice, which sounds a bit fluffy, but would be be really clear on what are the one or two things that really, really motivate you and be ruthless about seeking out an environment with those in them. Once you find that once it's got those things ticked, 
Everything else is easy. It, it's looking for those properties. It is. Rather than, because I think people go into their career looking for the job or the role that will be perfect mm-hmm. rather than the things. Yeah, exactly. The features. Yeah. The yeah. features of it. It's, it's an interesting yeah. perspective. And like, how did you get started? Like, how did you get into it? My degree was in genetics and biochemistry. So um, I'm not a classical banker, I suppose. Which is in that an interesting sense. point, isn't it? So many people that end up with a type of job didn't get the qualification for that job yes. but we assume we have to be qualified in that job yeah so i i didn't at all and uh, was considering doing a phd in that route and realized i wasn't patient enough so i got a grad on a grad scheme at a big energy company actually so i started off in the energy sector and then found this job called product management in big organizations and in particular as someone who'd never been trained in sort of management science or anything like that i didn't really know that job existed in a big organization or what it was and what I found was there was this job where um, it was my job to find an opportunity or a threat facing the business I worked for um, come up with a solution to that pitch it to the organization get buy-in deliver it and see if it had the effect I wanted it's kind of like being an entrepreneur just inside a really really big organization with all the benefits and sometimes challenges that being in a really big organization has and really the moment i found that job i've done that job in different flavors ever since because it's uh, it's good fun you get to build things absolutely so uh where can people find out more about you or business banking at barclays business banking at barclays uh, go onto our website uh, barclays.co.uk forward slash business uh, we're also on twitter so so follow us on there um you can follow me on linkedin more on linkedin than i do on twitter in, in, in a professional capacity but most of the content we produce as a team is all through our twitter account fantastic thank you very much ross for joining us on fintech insider thank you very much simon and thank you for listening if you like what you heard subscribe to our podcast leave us a review on itunes those reviews help us out massively and you know befriend us on facebook or twitter we're we're friendly souls that's all for now 